You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on Erasmus+. Plus. It's definitely one of the most popular and well-known European Union programmes, and it's changed the lives of millions of students. Even films have been made on the topic. Guess which EU programme I'm describing? Yes, you got it, Erasmus+. Plus. The programme aims to boost skills and employability, as well as modernising education, training and youth work. But the European Parliament fears budgetary constraints and red tape could cloud its success. Named after the Dutch philosopher Desiderius Erasmus of Rotterdam, who fought against dogmatism and lived and worked in many places in Europe to expand his knowledge, Erasmus Plus is the new catch-all programme for education, training, youth and sport in the EU. With a budget of 14.7 billion euros over seven years, Erasmus Plus brings together seven existing programmes in the fields of education, training and youth, and for the first time it also includes sport, supporting grassroots projects and combating match-fixing, doping, violence and racism. Erasmus Plus supports transnational partnerships among education, training and youth organisations in 33 different countries, bridging the worlds of education and work to tackle the skills gap that Europe is facing. Erasmus Plus subsidises staff mobility and initiatives to improve the quality of early education to reduce the share of early school leavers to less than 10%. It also supports the modernisation of higher education to make more competitive and attract at least 40% of 30 to 34 year olds to get a higher education qualification by 2020. So how popular is the programme? Well, here are some figures so you can figure out the answer. Currently, more than 5,000 higher institutions participate in it. Already in 2013, 3 million students had enjoyed the opportunity to study, train or volunteer abroad since Erasmus started back in 1987. And take a guess at where the favourite country destinations are. Let me have a shot. Countries with a warmer climate? True, but not entirely. Topping the list are Spain, France, but also Germany. And for the most adventurous, there are plenty of opportunities in countries in and outside the EU, including Norway, Iceland, Macedonia and Turkey. Living and studying abroad for a period of time gives young people the opportunity to discover new education systems, improve their knowledge of languages and get a glimpse of other realities. In fact, a study commissioned by the European Parliament in 2014 indicated that programmes such as Erasmus Plus are very effective in engaging European citizens in European integration. Because it enhances the employability and intercultural awareness of young people, mobility is seen as a key action of the programme, and the target is to bring this opportunity to more than 4 million citizens between 2014 and 2020, but living and studying abroad comes at a cost. One example of financial assistance from the Erasmus Plus programme is through the Student Loan Guarantee Facility. Some 517 million euros for loan guarantees for master courses have been earmarked until 2020. But what other key actions, apart from mobility, does Erasmus Plus support? Let's dig into that. Another key action of Erasmus Plus is cooperation for innovation and the exchange of good practices. The programme encourages partnerships between the worlds of education and work to promote innovation and the development of entrepreneurial skills through traineeships and apprenticeships. Furthermore, sector skill alliances seek to address specific skills gaps, adapt vocational training to the real needs of the market and ensure the recognition of formal, non-formal and informal learning, such as voluntary work, across the EU. And in an increasingly digital world, it's not a surprise that the focus in 2016 has been set on digital skills, which are important across many job sectors, and green skills, which are crucial for the transition to a circular economy. 
Other important actions in this field are supporting capacity building, especially in neighbouring and enlargement countries, to modernise and internationalise their higher education systems, improving the quality and recognition of youth work, and supporting IT platforms for adult education and e-twinning for schools. A third key action is policy development. Here, the idea is to assess what's happening on the ground and bring youth policymakers in contact with young people to get a better idea of their needs and priorities. The idea is also to promote innovation in policymaking and support European policy tools to ensure transparency and the recognition of skills and qualifications. Erasmus Plus also supports activities under the Jean Monnet sub-programme, promoting worldwide excellence in European integration studies and nurturing dialogue between academics and policymakers. So what's the view of the European Parliament on Erasmus Plus? Well... While there is wide appreciation for the programme and its achievements in these almost 30 years, there are also some elements of concern. The European Parliament would like to see Erasmus Plus become more socially inclusive, reaching out to a broader range of people and not only a selected few from universities. Similar concerns were also voiced by representatives of youth organisations and users' organisations during two hearings organised by the largest political groups in the European Parliament at the end of 2015, and their main concern was too much red tape. Indeed. Youth organisations and others spoke of relatively heavy application procedures and showed a little frustration at the fact that rules are interpreted in different ways by different national agencies, thereby confusing applicants. Yet it was pointed out that decentralisation to national agencies is a new development and these agencies need support to interpret the rules correctly. At the same time, budgetary restrictions frustrate some of the aspirations of organisations and institutions who every year see their applications for innovative projects refused. One of the key problems was that of the payments backlog that even threatens student mobility. Let's look at this in more detail and the important role played by the European Parliament in resolving it. In 2014, the European Parliament's Committee on Culture and Education was concerned that the shortfall of payments in the Erasmus Plus programme, which amounted to over 200 million euros, would threaten the programme's credibility. As in practice, it meant that students would see their grants stopped if the budget ran out before the year's end. The problem was the payments deficit in the EU budget, which at end 2013 stood at 26 billion euros. Thanks in part to the European Parliament's pressure to reduce the gap between commitments and payments in the EU budget for 2015, the payments backlog has been temporarily resolved and an additional 16 million euros were secured for Erasmus+. However, as the programme's budget is limited by the multi-annual financial framework, which sets the limits of the EU's annual budgets for a period of seven years, we could be facing the same problem again in the future. You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. Thank you.